You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Tina Amini. Happy launch, everybody. Happy launch, everybody. Sam Claiborne. Here we are. And we are joined by Mark Medina today. Happy launch, everybody. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I'm so uh, everybody, uh, we, all have, we all have Xbox Series Xs. Um, I think uh, Mark got his PS5 just 45 minutes ago. Is that right? Yeah, you're lucky I'm here. Tina already has. <laughs> Tina already has hers. Sam, has yours arrived yet? No, I won't be getting it until tomorrow or the next week. Oh no, uh, mine has been out for delivery since 7 a.m. So I'm still waiting. <laughs> it's, it's it's traveling around San Francisco somewhere. It just hasn't arrived to me. It's on a, tr- yes. it's on a truck somewhere. I pre-ordered so mine at the same minute as you, and that's what's so weird about this launch, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how this has been a very rocky launch. Uh, we've been spending a lot of time with our Xbox Series Xs. We're going to talk a lot about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. But first, we got an email from our listener, Matthew Ford, this week, who wanted to share a picture with us that he thought we would appreciate. He said, I was recently donating some gently used clothing with my wife, and we saw this picture on the bin. So I'm going to share my screen with... This always goes really well. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can you guys see this? Yeah, I think we have to click on watch stream. Okay, just sign on the bin that says, please do not leave any items outside (laughs) our donation bin. This is called dumping and it is illegal. (laughs) (laughs) Great reference. Thank you to Community Aid for acknowledging us. Someone in the wild was actually using this. So for people that are, are tuning into Game Scoop recently, there was a comment in an old magazine we were reading 
where I believe it was the head of uh, of Atari said that when they change the price of a Sega system at some point, that's called dumping and it's illegal and they're going to go after them with their full legal force. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember if it was Atari or, or Sega. It's, a, it's the head of some company and their competitor had was pricing their console too low, apparently. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so the quote was, that's called dumping and it's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's been spotted in the wild. Um, okay, let's uh, let's start out with some uh, Series X impressions. Uh, it's uh, it's definitely big, but I don't think I, it's 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 sitting next to my TV. I'll have to post a photo of it. I, I actually it's want exactly, to take a photo. It's exactly the size of my cat. So I have an entertainment wow. center. If I lean over, you can see there's my Series X right there and my mm-hmm. PS5 right there. It's on a special oh. little table. Oh yeah, it looks so tiny. Yeah, <laughs> I posted that on Twitter. I'm getting like DMs, and then a few people from work have slacked me, asking me where I got that table. They're on Amazon. Yeah, because it turns out. Sorry. Uh... He he wants to see your table again. Oh oh, there it is, right there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, turns out it's very difficult to find a media center or table of any sort that'll fit the damn PS5. Because while the Xbox Series X is big, the PS5 is just about, feels about twice the size. Yeah. Um, I hate these things on their sides, you know, for people who have to, or or maybe if they like them, that's fine. I feel like these things are just built to be standing straight up. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm yeah. glad with uh, what I was able to pull off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I specifically measured according to Sony's official measurements of the PS5. Turns out I don't think I have to actually take out a measuring tape and um, make sure that it was the inaccuracy on their part and maybe not on the manufacturer of the table that I got. But I went according to their measurements and the little fins on the outside white shell were just a smidge too tall. Oh, no. The base without the base. So, yeah, it, it totally does not fit. And I had to put it on the top of my table, which was what I wasn't planning on doing. Hmm. But such is life. <laughs> I was thinking diagonal would be a funny fix for that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, think the stand has a feature for that, but you know, just destroys every disc you put in it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely Mark, doing mine on the side, and they're going in a cabinet, uh, a console cabinet that like closes, so you can't see them at all. So mm. I, I, it's like out of sight, out of mind. And I know there's heat issues with these things, but I've never had a problem over all these years because I cut the back of this cabinet out, mm. so it's like completely open on the back. And one side of your one side of your consoles are always going to be to the back of something, right? So I thought that was an accurate solution. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and Mark, you also got a Series S. Is that right? I do. Yeah, I just got it uh, like two days ago. Cool. Yeah. Um, Where's that it's, at? Uh, uh, it's in my living room. That thing is so tiny, but <laughs> I it almost feels heavier than the Series X. I know mm-hmm. it's not, but because the Series X is big, you expect it to be heavy. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect the Series S to be as heavy as it is. So when I was holding it, also mm-hmm. it looks hilarious in my hand because my hand is big <laughs> and that thing is a, it's a small boy and uh, I love it though. It's uh, it's a great little it. console. Uh, Tina, what do you think about the Series X with your, your time with it so far? So I thought it was a great startup experience specifically, like you take it out of the box, you plug it in and effectively 30 seconds later, you're just good to go, which actually was in stark contrast to my PS5 experience where Mm -hmm. I had to turn on my PS4, I had to sync it with my PS5 effectively, I had to basically find it and you have to do a little button press, then you got to like put like like a two factor and there's all this other logging in stuff and it takes a little bit longer before you're you're jumping in. So I love that 
Um, I got my box. I was super excited to jump in with the Xbox Series X, um, and it just kind of seamlessly worked out right from the get-go. And not only that, but I had initially been playing, I'm sure we'll get to the Assassin's Creed part of this conversation later, Mm -hmm. but I had initially been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla on PS4, um, and then decided to get another edition. So yes, you do have to uh, buy another copy of the game in order for this to work. But I got the Xbox Series X edition, fully expecting to need to restart the game from scratch just to be able to experience the next-gen edition. Mm-hmm. Um, and thanks to Ubisoft Connect, which is like their rebranding of Ubisoft Club, blah, 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 um, it just launched right where I picked up off of. Not only cross-generation, but cross-platform. And uh, this made me realize that we are indeed living in the next-gen future of console <laughs> it was amazing that is very cool um and it, i think it, it it definitely looks it, uh the visuals are definite improvements on xbox series x over yeah, PS4. absolutely yeah, oh, yeah, yeah yeah assassin's creed specifically yeah uh sam how about you you like what well, do you think I, of the series x so going from startup i really like that the app that you can get i recommend everybody get it it, it is part of startup and now i'm just like oh it's so helpful because you can load up um like uh, games that you already have. Like I wanted to bring Gears of War over. Uh, I I wanted to bring Assassin's Creed over. I already own those games. And so like, I don't want to do them all at once. So like uh, every couple of, you know, hours throughout the day, I was like going on my app and telling more things to load. It was really cool. Hmm. I like that. And then of course, like it was really fast to set up everything. And it's so fast to start games. It's crazy. You hold the X controller. And like, by the time your controller turns on, you're basically in your game. Like Hmm. it's just, I love, that's the most next gen thing I've felt. Um, and I, I just think it's the coolest, the coolest thing. Like, like things can go that fast. I was a little disappointed that, um, I already noticed that, uh, uh, saves or I, I don't want to call them loading screens when you're mm-hmm. moving around Assassin's Creed or when you die, mm-hmm. they're still, they still take a while. What game was it? They're there saying that they kept, they like artificially extended loading screens. So you could Ghost read the screen Tushima. tips. That was in Ghost, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I was like thinking about that for this. I was like, okay, I like these tips, but I thought it was kind of surprising that, you know, I'm still waiting, you know, whatever it is, 10 seconds instead of 30, mm-hmm. but it's shorter. And so that's really cool. The speed is really cool. And now I'm in the ugliest parts of Assassin's Creed because I was like obsessing over this like quest line that was in the marshes and the swamp. So finally, at, you know, my first day with the Xbox, I like rode out and I like, rode north into the, like the the hills and castles of, of England. And it was like, okay, this is really cool. Cause then you get to see uh, the ray tracing and, and the, and the effect of the lighting through the clouds and what mm-hmm. it looks like when, when things are loading and like, it still has, you know, pop in and textures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like that all systems have, like that's where it's not impressing me. But I think that like first party games are going to look freaking amazing. And I think always third parties are going to be a little bit different, but I can't wait to see mm-hmm. Cyberpunk's yeah. upgrades. Yeah, 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 for sure. Something I'm noticing about the Series X, and I've seen it a bit online, is the console itself is so fast to turn on that it's actually the HDMI that it takes it the extra second to catch up. Like the console's mm-hmm. ready, it's your TV flipping itself mm-hmm. to yeah. like recognize the HDMI. That's how fast that thing is. It's it's really amazing. Yeah, that's a good point. Just leave your TV on. <laughs> and then like they they have quick resume, which is nice because I like to swap between like Netflix and playing a game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it honestly feels like an evolution of, of last gen because we effectively had that same, um, you know, things running in the background state. 
but it, it is nice that it's a touch faster, seemingly. Uh, and then everything's customizable. Like there's a bunch of features that if you mm -hmm. start digging into your preferences, um, you can start to see how you can customize your home screen, um, your your guide panels, like when you're when you're clicking on the home button. Uh, there's a lot of like different things where you can just make sure your apps that you frequently use, or if you happen to chat with friends frequently and you want that right up at the forefront, or your capture gallery, uh, any of those things can be customized. And then my favorite thing, which is not on the Xbox Series X, but it is on the PS5 in the like hour that I've spent with it today. Um, you can customize your settings to where you're like, I always put subtitles on and I always have dialogue audio at 100, uh, music audio at 70 and special effects audio at 80%. Um, and so you can do this on the back end of your console so that every single game loads up in those settings, which is amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. I didn't realize you got that specific with the audio because I've, I've heard you talk about that balance before and that's so cool. So now it's just always there. Man, yeah, because I, I have a hard time um, hearing people when they're talking, like the, the background music and all the sound effects tend to distract me a little bit, hence the subtitles and prioritizing mm -hmm. dialogue volume. Uh, and then Assassin's Creed, to go back to that real quick, they actually have a feature that has a dialogue boost, specifically mm -hmm. if you have um, difficulty hearing people, people talking in the midst of all the other audio. So I thought that was really cool, too. It's really thoughtful. Cool. Uh, I only know this through Tina, but the, both controllers have texture and I really like the Xbox ones, but you, you said the PS1 has a really cool texture to it, right? Yeah, so the um, on the Xbox Series X controller, thank you, Mark, for the display. I oh, I just, I just, I was like, I was like, <laughs> I can't not. It's I thought you were going to put it up. <laughs> I, I was like, I don't remember the PS5 having the, I know it's got the texture where if you like zoom in, it's like the little symbols and yeah. stuff but exactly it's a lot less textured than the the series it is. X controller so that's exactly what i was going to say yeah like the xbox series x feels a little bit more like sandpaper um for grip i suppose but then the playstation uh the dual sense controller actually has its little face buttons imprinted really subtly mm -hmm. so if you zoom way in you can actually tell that they're in there as that's what makes up the sandpapery grip texture i totally have that like kind of compulsive uh thing where I, i'm if I'm hit, I, can, I hit more buttons than I need to a lot. I'm just like playing with the buttons while I'm watching something or like waiting for things to happen. And I love like I love the triggers on the Xbox and how sandpapery and rough they are. It feels like a cat's tongue. <laughs> and what you always actually, want out of. <laughs> that's what the controller's made out of. You're really painful. <laughs> yeah, Only yeah, the final cat's tongues exactly. for Xbox players. <laughs> the controller's <laughs> licking my hands. That's such a weird sentence. Not something yeah. I thought I'd say today. <laughs> Uh, Mark, what have you been playing on your Series X? Oh, man, uh, I'm doing that thing where, uh, you know, let's just get real for a second. There's no like killer app. So I'm doing this thing where I'm playing games that I just never played. So I'm playing Forza Horizon 4 at 4K, 60 FPS. That game looks amazing. Uh, I've been playing Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla. Uh, I tried a little bit of Falconeer, uh, The Tourist, and then I'm playing that little that moving out game. Uh, with my wife where you move people out of their houses it's it's not it shouldn't it it's whatever <laughs> it's it's a weird game anyways is it uh is it called moving it's called oh. moving out it's just it, that's it's, what it was called it's, it's basically like uh overcooked where you have to work together to uh to uh you know cook stuff in this game you're working together to move people out of their house and you're just like smashing windows and throwing TVs out the window and it's it's oh, just yeah. it's stupid Normal silly man. fun but it's really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, mostly I'd say Assassin's Creed has been like the flagship Xbox Series X game for me cuz I got them on the same day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that seems to be the one. 
Uh, me, I've been enjoying my Series X, but I like it. I, I've only been playing old stuff on it because uh, I'm playing Assassin's Creed on PS4, and I'll, I'll flip over to PS5 at some point today if my uh, console actually arrives. Uh, but like, uh, I guess what's what's cool and interesting about the Series X to me is uh, Game Pass. I haven't had Game Pass before, so lots of cool stuff in there to check out. I knew I always knew I would love uh, Ori, the the sequel to. Uh, the first story, so now I can finally check out that. Yeah. Checked out Gears Tactics because I really like tactics games, so that's an exciting area for me. And then also, since I pretty much ignored Xbox One the whole generation, I, now I have access to all these Xbox 360 and XBLA games that I uh, like that I haven't touched in you know seven years. So mm-hmm. that's been cool to experience. I played a bunch of Dead Space, the original Dead Space. <laughs> like, this game still looks really good. I don't know if that's the Series X doing anything with it or if mm-hmm. it just looks that Did good. Did you start at the beginning? Yeah, just start at the beginning of Dead Space. Funny, it's so it like feels really good. That game feels good. The dismemberment mm. uh, of the uh, aliens—I forget what they're called. Um, necromorphs. The ne- necromorphs. Yeah, uh, that all feel the laser cut. Yeah, the plasma cutter still feels really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Man, what a game! What a game! So, yeah, I, I got a Series X and I played a game from from two thousand and eight. If right. I if <laughs> I can pipe in real quick, Gears Tactics really really good. So I like that you're one. In yeah. for, you're in for a good time. If oh, yeah. okay, you've already played it. Yeah, it's really really fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got to try that out. I also played some Perfect Dark. <laughs> <laughs> the Perfect I love Perfect Dark. On Xbox 360 XBLA is really good. I, know, I love yeah. that version of the game. Yeah. Mm. yeah. To be fair, a little bit of the ethos of, of the next-gen consoles is everything old is new again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think you're you're on theme. You're on brand there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For yes. sure. Yep. Uh, let's see. We've got some emails here. This is from Bob Behrens, who writes in and says, First off, I started listening in 2010. At that time, I was living in New Jersey. I had a 90-minute train commute to work in New York City. You helped me get through many, many delays. And nowadays, I'm living in North Carolina, and I listen when on walks with my dog. Sometimes I have to drag him an extra street or two to complete an episode. So to the whole team in front of and behind the mics, thank you for all that you do. My question is, with the release of the new consoles, does the crew have any rituals when getting a new system? (laughs) I unbox extremely slowly, trying not to damage the box. I will then read through every piece of paper, whether it's marketing BS (laughs) or the FCC warning, anything to extend the moment a little longer. I thought that was very cute. Uh, I I don't know. I don't personally have any uh, any rituals. You know, you don't get a new system that often. So I guess I haven't done it enough to develop any rituals. But any of you guys careful. Okay, you can't really see this, but I tore through the box. I'm not as careful uh, <laughs> so, unboxing. Yeah. I'm just like, new console must get. <laughs> the Series X comes in such a nice box yeah. that I did do the whole like treasure chest and it like looks mm-hmm. really pretty. And that was, you know, so the PS5 came in just, you know, a, a, a giant cardboard box. And uh, I had something I really had to do with it. I've been waiting for it all this morning. And uh so I opened the box and as I'm pulling it out, I ripped the like cover paper thing that's on it just right mm. down the middle. Mm. Uh, so no, any ritual of like being extra special with my baby is was gone at that moment. I was just like, all right, now I'm just pissed off. Let's just get this thing done. <laughs> Mark, did you get the fancy PS5 paper across yours? Because I actually didn't. And I'm only just realizing that now. But we saw them in unboxings and whatnot. Oh, I didn't see that. I think I think so. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't have the. It's, it's just, ripped, a, it's, just it's ripped in half. <laughs> it's just tissue paper with the PS5 okay. logo across it. Yeah, it's yeah. a special thing. But oh yeah, mine does have all that. Yeah, mine didn't. I thought that was a thing. Huh. I thought that was yeah. a thing too. Wow. Hmm. Um, well, my ritual is just um, t- 
tear through everything, uh, you know, mindlessly, fairly. Uh, no, but it's, it's kind of just ma- the making of space in your media center, uh, reorganizing everything, stepping back, looking at it, considering it, um, readjusting things again. Um, and then all the settings. Like, I, I love diving into it and seeing, like any gadget, frankly. Like, if I get a new mm-hmm. iPhone, I look through all the mm-hmm. settings. Like, what are the cool random things that this new model can do um, that you wouldn't otherwise know without putting in a little bit of effort or, you know, Googling around for best secret fi- features or whatever else. So that's kind of my my ritual. And then, obviously, I actually do go and look at my profile and see what I can't customize. So I haven't tinkered with my Xbox avatar in some time. So I gave her some yeah. Ray-Bans, a leather jacket, some Chelsea boots. She's looking good now. Cool. The avatars you, you, are so stupid on the Xbox. They are. I forgot about them. <laughs> yeah, they are a little bit, but if it's part of the, that's like, that's why it is yeah. one of my ritual things. Cause yeah. I'll, I generation. set it and forget it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I, I like the idea of like, that that kind of christmas morning unboxing where you just have like the trash around you and you're playing mm-hmm. with your new thing i love that yeah. um i don't do that i i'm, I'm very very uh, you know I, I like keeping things in boxes and um instead of even opening them so i i really appreciated that the xbox was really really easy to open without tearing anything as just like custom mm-hmm. little tabs that i tweeted about but um once i get it all out i actually take everything i don't tear any of the bags or anything i take them and i put them back in the places where they were in the box so i can reverse everything perfectly Mm-hmm. that's real that's a real thing i do and then you know whether i'm gonna like secondhand sell that at some point or think like oh this is like something that in 20 years will be i wish i had an nes in the box that was in this condition like that kind of thing oh man yeah. so uh which i do um but i always think about that when when i uh when i'm doing this stuff so i do that and then uh for uh, even though i have i mentioned like an entertainment center that i'm gonna have to somehow cram these things into um i always put the new things on top and I always have it like out hmm. on like a special place by the television. So I can just kind of look at them for a couple weeks or months. And it's especially fun when things are not shut down and your friends can come over and you're like playing yeah. the new system. Like a lot of my friends don't buy game systems, so they just want to see it anyway. So like I have it out and presentational and like, so people think, Oh cool. That's the new PlayStation or whatever. And people really like that. And so that's, that's, that's basically yeah. the extent of my rituals. The settings thing is a really good idea. And now I really want to go do that. And I'm, I don't even want to be in this episode anymore. That's a great episode. That's a great idea. No, but we did we did a, a the the video or article that Tina actually mentioned, which is we did secret settings for the PlayStation Five or like things in there that you might not know about. They're just like deep menu things that are actually really helpful. Uh, team went through and found a bunch of those. So check that out. It's on IGN today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where I yeah. heard about the um, audio subtitle one. Real quick, I heard you're asking me about the paper and you said mine has it, yours doesn't, some unboxings had it. It makes me wonder if something's going on with packing because did you see that person on Twitter? Yeah, He opened that. his digital edition box and there was a disc PS5 in it. Yeah, he's like, like not complaining. Which is because yeah. of like maybe COVID <laughs> or something like something's yeah. things aren't as organized as you would think. And so that's like just getting a hundred bucks in your box. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm really happy for him. That's really cool. Unless he really wanted the digital, who knows? Yeah, yeah. I'm getting the digital. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> or are you? Yeah, it's just for real. <laughs> uh, Bob Burns also gave us a uh, 20 question suggestion that we're not going to use. He suggested Summoner for PS2. It's not mm. something that I'm. That's we not something from, I'm familiar with. You would have gotten uh, a tweet from me because we wouldn't have gotten that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's apparently a PS2 launch game, but I'm not familiar with it. Uh, Let me know but when we're moving on from hardware, because I have my fi- final hardware thing. Um, final hardware about uh, Xbox? No, it's about a special third piece of hardware that I have. 
let's let's do it now. Okay, let's see it now. This came in. Cool. This is not even for sale in America yet, which is obnoxious. Uh, they still haven't figured that out. But it's a little game and watch clock. Hold it up here. I just uh, saw the clock change. That's so cool. Yeah, Mario. <laughs> it'll be hard to see no matter what. I tried to set it at a good level, but yeah, Mario is running around on here and will like kick the bricks out and and change the the clock and stuff. And then it has um, Super Mario Brothers one and two on it, and then a, a version of Game and Watch Ball. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's all in there. And I got to the minus world. Everything works in it. Uh, it's really, really cool. Uh, so uh, what I want to say, though, is that uh, the time that the little clock, which is just like really pretty, you can like plug it in USB, just keep it on your desk. Um, it has so much stuff going on in it. Mario runs around like every hour. There's like something different that pops up. And I've been uh, kind of like obsessively trying to figure out what everything is. And like, you know, it'll be like weird stuff because Yoshi's not in Super Mario Brothers, but Yoshi and all, and all these colors appear. So they had to like redo the graphics. And I think they redid them for the Mario Maker uh, this might be like the Mario Maker engine for all I know. I mean, it's like, it's yeah. really crazy how much stuff is in it. But it's a great little piece of hardware. And it has a D-pad, which Nintendo doesn't do anymore. It's like the best feeling D-pad <laughs> I've ever felt in my entire life. It feels yeah. so good. And then, uh, yeah, the packaging and everything with it is just awesome. It's just like such a cool like piece of Nintendo hardware that should not exist for any reason. It's just such a quirky little thing, and I highly recommend it. It's great. Well, when does, when does it go on sale, or do we not know? We don't know, for so... A- uh, for I- the UK and Japan, it's had uh, pre-orders up already, and then um, it's actually like we can, you know, we're reviewing it. Um, at, by the time you're watching this episode, we'll have a review up for it. Maybe pre-orders will have gone up between now and then, but we have no idea. Weird. Um, okay, we have another email from Amanda in Kentucky. Uh, not the Amanda that you know, Mark. I only at know one end- Amanda, and uh, okay. <laughs> Good yeah, to know. know more than that. <laughs> and it says, at the end of last year, a lot of my video games and consoles were stolen, including Xbox One. My uh, Xbox One was probably my most used console at the time, but I decided instead of replacing it, I would hold out for a Series X and get that with some of the insurance money I got back. Cut to today, Series X launch day. I've been refreshing web pages all day at work instead of working with no luck. After work, I stopped by Best Buy and GameStop. Both had signs posted outside saying neither of them had any consoles for sale. I know that on launch days, consoles are always hard to find because of the volume of people looking for them, but this seems worse than other console launches I've seen. It's very frustrating. I miss having an Xbox. What do you think about this Scoop crew? Is this the worst console launch in terms of supply, or have there been launches with even fewer consoles available? Will I be able to find a Series X by this time next year? Man, I don't know. I, <laughs> it, it's so funny. I was on a News Games and More our live stream uh, when PS5 pre-orders went live, and it was a madhouse. I, I, it's something I've never experienced before. And then I thought Xbox Series would be so much better because we had a heads up, and it was it was worse. Every website was worse. I was able to get consoles, you know, so I'm I'm thankful for that, but. It, it really seems like a madhouse. Like Walmart's doing this thing right now where they're putting them live in their stores like every few hours. And it's just like they're they're up for like 30 seconds. And and it's 30 seconds of people just getting crashed out of the website and then they're just gone. Uh mm-hmm. they've said things like, We promise we'll we'll be keeping stock throughout Christmas, but I mean I think that's just to keep people's desperation up. I can't imagine you're gonna be able to find one anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't I mean, think I've heard of um 
like the the weird Amazon not being able to fulfill some of these things until potentially December thirty first. Um, I, I don't I can't recall uh, that kind of scenario where someone's pre ordered and then gotten it in that much later after launch. Although you know that could very well just be their like latest deadline and you might get it next week or two weeks from now or whatever it might be. Um, mm. That said. Uh, yeah, there's always this level of like people racing to to get um, a, a console, and like I think the Wii evokes a lot of those kind of stories and headlines too. But in this particular case, um, we ran early stories, uh, and analysts have been talking about this for a while, where they were predicting scare- launch scarcity for the consoles, and specifically mm-hmm. because of the pandemic. So there's definitely been shortages and then difficulties, like you know, um, making sure that people are communicating across different manufacturers and making sure that shipping's at, on time, especially with reduced staff um, when they're working at these actual factories. So I think to a degree we expected that, um, but yeah, certainly by next year, I would hope that everything has been smoothed out, uh, in- including <laughs> the pandemic, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> I think that's true. Like the answer to your next year question is like, it will not be a problem to get this within the next year, probably like three months, six months, it'll get easier and easier. Like that's what happened with switches and they were hard to get. And then pandemic hit switches and they got really hard to get again. But um, it's hard to say, too, like what the demand is or what they were predicting. Like not only like is supply going to be bad right now, but they you know, if you were going to predict how many people could want to buy an expensive new system this fall, especially one that can play when, when your old systems can play your games, too. It's like a different yeah. consideration entirely. And so it's like, you know, like a lot of people, uh, there's you know, there's fewer jobs and there's, you know, all kinds of problems with 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 that right now. So, you know, they could intentionally have also throttled supply. Um, one thing that I, that that is making this different is that we are all basically ordering systems. There are retail chains that have them available, but um, when there's that retail wave, it's good because you can go and make sure you get a system on the day that you, if you missed a pre-order that to get it. But like, it's also bad because there's lines and like a lot of the stories we've covered for the past two launches are really like kind of messed up it's like people are like yeah i waited for two weeks or you know even overnight in in november in on the east coast or the midwest or whatever is horrible like i wouldn't wish that on anybody and people do that right they get this little folding chair and their their winter jacket and they you know have no bathroom or anything it's just like they stay there and wait for their systems it's like i don't know if that's like a that seems like a worse console launch to me so at least we're doing (laughs) it mainly by mail but it's really hard and you had to you had to want these systems for like five minutes in September to order them. That that's that's mm-hmm. a big ask, right? Like yeah. it's very strange. And the fact that you can um flip them right now and get a lot more for them, like the aftermarket is is really crazy. We've been writing about that all day. The PlayStation we wrote about today is uh, going for more money than the Xbox in the aftermarket, which puts it in the post or above one thousand range. And I'm looking at completed listings on eBay. So there's this incentive for people to also game the system by going yeah. online and buying a lot of like uh, uh, consoles through their profiles, which is which is frankly harder to do. You can go store to store, I guess, but stores are pretty good at being like you can just buy one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and then Xbox yeah. also reported that this this launch trounced any of their other ones too in terms mm-hmm. of that's what I was going to say. It's like so their supply yeah. was up, right? Right. So yeah, I mean that. It sounds like they sold more Xbox Series X's and S's than they did ones or 360s or just Xboxes at launch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So. Which a little bit makes sense too, because um, it's it's a little known secret that uh, in the pandemic people have also just been gaming more. So mm-hmm. like every online game um, and game sales and our own traffic, mm-hmm. our own website uh, traffic has just all been up because a mm-hmm. lot of people are just stuck at home looking for entertainment. So it's the perfect trifecta, the perfect storm. 
I think we kind of mentioned this before, but every iPhone launch has been pretty rough. There's been some that have been better than others, but like if Apple can't get you an iPhone, like, like, you know, if you wanted an iPhone two years ago or before things shut down, people waited in line. They did all this stuff. They did that. If they didn't get it through their service, then it was hard to get. Like, there's just, nobody does this right. And it's, it's terrible. And I think part of that is because it's like, it's kind of a good marketing moment to say like, these are sold out everywhere. And if everybody's talking, like everybody's talked about this week, what's the biggest topic they're talking about? It's not how pretty Assassin's Creed is or how fun these new systems are. It's how to get them. Like that's, (laughs) that's a pretty interesting, like, you know, marketing beat that you can, you can hit as long as you're still selling systems. Yeah. Well, we'll be able to talk more about uh, PlayStation 5 next week after we've spent some time with it and uh, uh, the games that we play on it, including Demon's Souls. I'm going to try out Demon's Souls. Uh, Sam and Tina, how about you guys? Yeah, I'll try it. Try I'm going to be in Assassin's Creed world for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'll try it between now and next week, but if I need you for the show, I will. Um, I, I need to play Spider-Man still, and I need to play... Um, yeah. I kind of interested in a lot of games. I'm in. I'm in, interested in Astro. I'm interested in uh, a couple other things too. So we'll see. The the number one game I want to play right now on PS5 is is Astro's Playroom. Yeah. Like I want to feel all the cool dual sense. Seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, also, I also have Pathless, like and I, I want to see what I, I want to see what that feels like. Uh, and then I definitely want to play Spider Man. And Bug Snacks yeah. looks great. Yep. Like that does totally look great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was just meaning it, you know, it is known that uh, the regulars on the show are not really big fans of the souls like series. I've played dark souls. I played Bloodborne. They don't work for me. So I'm going to, I'm going to try up. Yeah, I'm going to try okay. demon souls and I'll report yes, back next week. It's a pretty yeah. looking game. Yeah. Very that's, that's game. a big, that's a draw for me too. That could help, especially if it's like horror pretty, you know, like I, I like that. That's, that's, that's appealing to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as uh, Borba just texted, we'll see if it's we'll see if it's Damon Souls. If it's a Damon Souls. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> uh, but speaking of PS5, we did get some news this week that we can talk about. Sony expects the transition from PS4 to PS5 to last three years. Uh, the actual quote from a Sony executive in Japan was, we have more than 100 million PS4 customers, but we will do our best to move to PS5 as soon as possible. And that compliments uh, comments from... Uh, what Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan, who uh, said that it was crucial to keep serving PS4 owners after the pandemic showed how active that huge audience remains. And Sony is apparently asking developers to develop on the premise of cross generation for the time being. So, like, we know um, uh, uh, games like, well, I'm trying to think which ones are both on PS4 and PS5 that we've already confirmed that uh, uh, Horizon. Pretty- Bitten West, pretty, right? Pretty much everything. Yeah. Horizon, Spider. The only ones that are not are Godfall and uh, Astros and Demon Souls. Everything yeah, exactly. else will be cross. I also wouldn't be surprised if God of War Ragnarok is, is cross as well. Because I mean, just yeah, if it not? comes out next year or even the year after, it kind of sounds like it, right? Yeah. Uh, we do talk about like launch windows and how companies seem to always be trying to extend you know what, what what they are considering the launch window but like if it, yeah, ratchet it, and clank is still launch window yeah yeah what, yes. which is supposed to be just in the first half of next year mm-hmm. uh but i don't know it's just weird to think that you you know you bought a new system but you can still play all the games for it on your old system for the next three years it kind of puts sony in a position where they're now they have to keep two groups of people happy right yeah, it's such a weird thing, too, because they were so, like, out of the gate where it's like we, you know, it, it was like Xbox was like every game is everywhere and people like 
thought it was so great and then and then and then mike and then playstation was like oh no when we get the new console like those are the new games and then it it was kind of like when they did their big show they kind of snuck in i think it was the japanese playstation blog that both miles morales and horizon forbidden west are ps4 games like that's the first we had heard about that and then all of a sudden it's like oh yeah we have to service all these ps4 people and it's like okay here it comes Mm -hmm. like it's not as like leapy as you would think sure we have godfall and sure we have uh, godfall is also on pc uh yeah. and then we have uh and then demon souls yeah you have to have a ps5 to play demon souls but like that's it that's the only game you have to have a ps5 to play hmm. yeah i think it was um xbox's philosophy right out of the bat like they they knew that they, there were some communication issues around the xbox one launch and i think they were really trying to get their messaging finalized so that you knew what the spirit and ecosystem of the Xbox Series X was supposed to be. Um, So they, right out of the bat, like Mark, just as you're saying, um, were very much a proponent of play your games however, whenever, et cetera, as you want, like having that flexibility and freedom as a player. But with Sony, was I think they were a little bit more reticent with the PlayStation mm-hmm. 5, but sort of now kind of coming to terms with and reckoning that this is a new state for next-gen players. And I think you can still... Uh, champion your more powerful um, future proofed to a degree uh, console in the PS5 because the people who are really serious about that and want the best experience they're going to go for Mm -hmm. the best graphics I think that's why we saw part of the reason why we saw the PS4 edge out the Xbox One against their launches too because it was just a slightly better graphical experience on the PS4 and that's going to win out for a lot of people so you can still make a good argument for people transitioning to the PS5 but it's smart that they're not just you know abandoning um, especially in this, the age of backward compatibility and uh, conversation around uh, flexibility across generations. Like it's it's a smart thing to do. It's a, it's an of the times thing to do. Sorry, real quick. I just said Demon Souls is the only PS5 five game. Also Astro's Playbot. So if you're <laughs> halfway so, through wait. typing a tweet right now, get rid of it. I'm good. Love it's the editor's ast- note, Mark. It's an Astro's Playroom. I don't know what it's called. Astros bot, whatever the ad, the packing okay, game. Well, you're not making your tweet responses any better right now. <laughs> Come on, man. That's Astros playroom was for PS4. Uh, uh, so it's too bad this show isn't live because we just got noticed that apparently PS5s popped up in stock at Amazon Ooh. right now. So if you're li- and we're recording this at 3:13 Pacific Go time, guys. Yeah. On Thursday. So if you're listening to this, <laughs> whenever you're listening to this. You had a chance to pre-order PS5 at Amazon. Probably out by now. This week, I just, tried to, I just tried to buy it. It's out of the cart already. Okay. Yeah. So you know, close. that's um, that's how fast it goes. Yeah, for sure. Um, I uh, wanted to add that uh, you know the PlayStation Four came out in 2013. The PlayStation uh, PlayStation Four Pro came out in 2016. That's mm-hmm. three years. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're talking about. By the time they're done yeah. supporting the last generation, there'll be a 0.5 generation yeah, exactly, completely yeah. done by then. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have a PS5 slim by then. That's that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. So and that's usually that's usually one year in. So usually mm-hmm. there's a slim by next the next holiday season. So that'd be cool if that happened. I think we all need the slim, right? But uh if not, yeah. then we can maybe count on an even more powerful system in a year. Uh, guys, it's Astro's Playroom, and then Astro Bot Rescue Mission was the one that was released in 2018. Mm-hmm. Just so what you know. is the other Astro? So there's, that's part of a series. Then I just didn't know yeah, about because because there's a there's a VR one. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only one, right? It's the VR one, and then this one. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. If yeah, there's more than that. Mm-hmm.
Let's talk about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yes. I, th- I think we're all enjoying it. Yes. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Tina, kick us off. What are your thoughts? Two thumbs up. Um, Two thumbs up. Yeah. Um, I, I like the Viking setting in general, first off. Um, the, the outfits are cool. You know, they've got like mm-hmm. lots of fur around mm-hmm. them. Um, they look re- real strong and they have lots of braids in their hairs. I just like the, the atmosphere gold. in general. Yeah, they have a lot of gold adornments on their um, on their uh, uniforms, on their um, armor. Um, I like their accents. I actually, uh, I think that's part of part of it. But I, I really think the voice acting is is done very well too. I feel like I can often hear like anger or annoyance or frustration in a lot of their tones of voices. So right off the get go, they're trying to get you like, here are these family members, and you know you need to care about them because this is the setup that that's happening. And like often that can be pretty cheesy. Um, but I like I like the way that they rolled it out, and I felt pretty committed uh right off the bat but i also like cultures that grapple with morality and i think that's mm. one thing that i really liked about ghost of tsushima as well so it, it drew me in automatically because they they argue about like honor and value and whatnot um and then they do, they do some cool cinematic things too like there's this early on there's this one really cool trick where they go between a cutscene into gameplay really seamlessly where it's like you have a overhead snapshot of a dining room and then it just kind of slowly pans right behind your character um avor and then you just like you're just ready to mm. jump into it so it's a lot of like well thought out and designed sequences to make you feel like you're really in the story um so i've been uh i've been enjoying a lot of that setup also avor at least my avor who i, I picked the the female protagonist route uh, every time she scowls is with like the most perfect smirk combined with it too. So I just, I love all the characters. Like they're really gruff and and no bullshit. Um, and so it's been, it's been appealing to me quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I also picked female Avor. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I have a gaming PC. It, it's pretty high end. It's got a 2080 Ti. And, and yet when I booted up Assassin's Creed, uh, Valhalla on Series X. I, I gotta say, it, it it really is one of the prettiest games I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, uh, that game is just gorgeous, and they do a really good job. Um, if you're watching the footage right now, I also want to mention that I love that uh, this is the first 15 minutes of the game, and it just starts with this smoky thing and this lady's talking forever. And I was like, "Is our producer <laughs> ever going to skip for it? Because this is hilarious how long this goes on for." <laughs> Sorry, Borba, love you. Um, but yeah, so it's like it starts in this like dark area, and it like looks really cool and it's really moody, and then they instantly take you to these like you know snow capped mountains, and and the first thing they do is have you climb a mountain and and do the sink, so it'll just kind of like spin around, and it does this like really really cool noise and plays this really cool music, and I'm like, I don't know why I felt like I missed Assassin's Creed so much, but mm-hmm. at that moment I was like, man, I really miss Assassin's Creed. <laughs> uh, the game is is gorgeous, and it's also super fun to play. Uh, the skill tree is a little weird. I, I kind of mm-hmm. don't love that. I don't know what I'm going towards until mm-hmm. I've like unshadowed it. We have guides for that, by the way. Um, yeah, but made, like a really nice map for that. Uh, check that out for sure. It's so helpful because it, yeah. you, you're exactly right. That's the most annoying thing. It's like yep. I should at least be able to know two steps ahead or something. You don't yeah. know anything. Like I just want to chain assassinations. Too bad. Yeah, hundred percent. And so, but a lot of those skills are really, really cool. Like we all love the Spartan kick and all that stuff. But like this, like oh, yeah. the chain assassinations when you like, or, or, or the really, really cool one is when you shoot someone in their weak point, and then uh, you can do like a, a, a it's like a killing blow or whatever. And so then they'll like oh. do this like real cool cinematic flip, and then he'll shoot him in the face and stuff like. 
the skills are really cool in the game. Uh, the combat's fun. The story is really great, actually. I like it a lot. Um, I don't know. I'm really, really liking the game. It's really fun. I've skipped all the story, so I can't comment on that. But I'm pretty far <laughs> into the game. And uh, I, I really wanted to get to England because I don't like snow levels. And uh, the whole game starts, which is like, man, after Red Dead 2, people should know if you're going to show the most beautiful game you've ever made, don't start in a snow level. True, but it's still a 10 out of 10 game. So clearly there's something. It might be something to it. It's the contrast, right? It's the contrast <laughs> yeah, coming yeah. out of the snow into, into like this vibrant, amazing pastoral landscape, which worked for the Midwest and it works for England. It looks really pretty. There's like fields and everything. And the, the thing I like is I, I got to my set up and you know skipping story skipping story skipping story and then i uh i was like finally i think i'm in the open world and i got to go out and i just went from um high point to high point whatever they're called sync locations mm-hmm. and uh, was going around doing all those and it's like some are like they really play up romans in this game like yes the romans were in england uh they did not build giant palaces in england though <laughs> and boy there's a lot of roman palaces in this game but they're the ruins right so that's kind of neat yeah. so there's ruins of palaces at like places that should just be a little wall on a road but um, there's uh, there's that. And so you could climb big Roman palaces like the last game for, for, for Greece. And then they have the castles, like medieval castles. And then they have like kind of like fantasy castles, which are like, you know, like haunted looking or like, you know, rickety. And, and so they have this like, I love castles and, and palaces and archaeology and stuff. So I really like that. Mm-hmm. So I've just been going around and looking at all of that and taking that all in. I got a wolf that I'm riding as a mount. Yeah, I'm very happy about it. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's been my experience. And then finally, I'm now on like treasure hunts and stuff like that. And Mm. I've now gotten pulled back into the story a little bit because yes, I'm aware of who my brother is and all that stuff and why I'm there. And like, then like things got a little bit interesting recently and I was like, Oh, this is kind of neat. So now it's all I really want to play. It really took a while to drag me in though. So if you're giving this game a try and uh, you know, and you don't get hooked to the story right away, just know that there's like, there's a big open world game out there. There's still problems with it. Yeah. Still Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Initially, it's a huge game. I didn't see the title screen until I was five hours in. Yeah, same. Oh, I only I just hit that point like last yeah. night, essentially. You're like leaving the island and it's all Assassin's Creed. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I forgot I was playing Assassin's Creed until that moment. Like, oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> it's just Which, starting? <laughs> Which brings me to my point. Do you think you would like the game as much if it weren't an Assassin's Creed game? If it were just an original Viking open world RPG? Oh, yeah. I mean, right off the bat, open world Viking RPG sounds cool. So like the elevator pitch, I'm already sold on the elevator pitch. I will say like I went immediately from um, Miles Morales to Assassin's Creed Valhalla on the PS4. And so I was just very confused because I forgot like the button mapping system that um, Assassin's Creed usually goes for. And like some of it felt less intuitive than Spidey did to me because there's something really fluid about obviously movement in in the Spider-Man games. So with Assassin's Creed, it felt a little bit more sluggish. And then in the combat, I was kind of like, eh, this feels a little stiff initially too. But once you get your head wrapped around it and adjust to it again, um, it feels okay. So it might've lost me more like I definitely carried through because I was like eh, this is Assassin's Creed it, it's going to be good it's going to be worth the investment so it carried me through that level but once it does like I think I'm only five hours in um, and I'm very hooked uh, and then Mark I also super agree on going blind into the skill tree but at the very least you can undo any of your, um, mm-hmm. any of your skill tip. points so at least yeah. there's that 
The, uh, the one yes. thing I can recommend with this game is do not play it at the same time as playing Godfall. Because I just started playing Godfall, and the combat is just similar enough, but the oh, buttons are just different enough. Godfall's dodge is like A, where Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed, it's like, what's uh, X or Square if you're on PlayStation? And so it's like, I was playing Godfall yesterday with, uh, or, or this morning with Tom Marks, and I, I was just, I, I was zero help. I, I, because <laughs> I'm playing Assassin's Creed, but it's Godfall is is rough. That's the next step for cross cross gaming, cross platform, cross mm-hmm. saves. It's just cross controls. I mean, I I came mm. out of playing Breath of the Wild, and it's it's actually a mirror image. Like jump is on the top versus on the bottom. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. I yeah. hate it. Um, yeah. Assassin's Creed. Uh, go ahead. No, I was going to just say, like, uh, I think I, like, accidentally whacked my horse in Red Dead 2 because I was playing another game where it just swapped <laughs> what the, like, the mount oh, yeah. versus the, like, slash this poor animal buttons were. Uh, so that's definitely been a... It was actually, like, a notorious... It became, like, a meme that everybody would run up to their horse punch in Red it. Dead and <laughs> just punch, punch it in the face. It. <laughs> or punch a random so person in town and, and get a wanted rating. Yeah, so I just wanted to talk to you. <laughs> Wham! Uh, it, that's uh, how we think, say hello in my culture i swear <laughs> Wait, that's vikings for you right exactly uh, when, you, when you come from spider-man to to assassins i can only imagine like you're playing as this like lanky super fluid tiny boy and then in mm-hmm. this game like no matter who you choose you're a giant and you just yeah. move, you're just big and giant so it's funny to see your giant character like lively spring up these like roman columns and it's just it doesn't make any sense um I think that's that's such a strange part of Assassin's Creed. And and like it, it does have um it does have this like legacy of being Assassin's Creed, which I don't like. Like it has this level you go to where it's doing the animus stuff and it's like this is why this is what's happening. And it's like I that that stuff makes me not want it to be an Assassin's Creed game. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't yeah. want to be in that cabin like talking about the sun exploding or whatever it was for that that short <laughs> period of time at the beginning of the game. It's just weird. I, I don't like that. And then I, I also like after playing Ghost of Tsushima, I realized, oh, there's another way, right? If you're going to make a big open world game that's about combat and has stealth and stuff like that, it can feel like this. Now, Ghost is stylistic and looked really good. This looks yeah. better in a different way. And I just wish like I think all games need to level up a little bit. Yeah, they they say that like a lot of people say that Assassin's Creed nowadays is just like it's just The Witcher, right? And it's like I wish oh, they wish. would I wish they would eventually just make uh, that witch. like a witch. <laughs> I wish they would eventually make that leap. Cause yeah, it's the same thing. I was playing Valhalla and and having a great time, and then it shows the title screen, and then all of a sudden it just morphs away, and then I'm in a cabin and I'm like talking to people and I'm reading emails and I'm like, no. And I I like I know what the staff stuff is because I had to look up the ending for Odyssey. I never beat that game. And so it's just like <laughs> That's I, hate, I hate that it's its own self-contained story, but then has this yeah. like overarching theme that I have to like try to keep up with. It's yeah, not great. Yeah, like I'm, I'm totally enjoying it. It's, it's definitely my kind of game. I'm stuck in, uh, but there's just less reason than ever for it to be an Assassin's Creed game. Like, just mm-hmm. you know, Ubisoft is is has been brave about launching new IP before with like For Honor, and mm-hmm. uh, they've got uh, Immortals: Phoenix Rising coming out soon. Yep. So, like, just make it, you don't I. Like they know the Assassin's Creed name sells, so that's why it's on there. But like, mm-hmm. there's no reason you're a Viking, like. There's an option to sneak up to someone and assassinate them, but that's not the point of the, the gameplay anymore. It's just one thing you can do, and the game is constantly encouraging you to go on raids with all of your Viking buddies. It's like it's not really an, about being an assassin anymore. And there's still the, the assassin stuff is care of. yeah. The assassin stuff in this game feels very like side questy. 
Yeah. Like it, it feels very like just extra. Yeah. Yeah, the Templar stuff. It's like, oh, there's a guy in my town that might give me a Templar mission. It's like that used to be the whole focus of these games. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, one thing that does uh, bug me a little bit is they nerfed the bird. They did a bird nerf. Bird nerf. So you, you can now you can't uh, tag enemies anymore mm-hmm. with the bird, which is like maybe the most... uh, is it on the skill tree somewhere? No, oh, the no. Whole, no. I'm pretty, I'm pretty oh, sure no. the whole point of the game is that it doesn't have that option. That's Why uh, would they take that out? That was like yeah, the best I part. Never use it. I never use it anymore. Oh, I oh, always man. use it. I always I use it. Yeah, it's better than clicking that thumbstick. I yeah, yeah. over constantly. and over and over again. I'm yeah, I'm constantly clicking the thumbstick. And I, I wish you like you have to kind of hold it a minute too. Um, yeah, for it to register. Like the most uncomfortable yeah. button. Exactly, exactly. I feel like I'm like grappling with my controller in the uh, process just to get it done. And, and like, it'd be cool if like you just had the option for your eagle to just do that. Like, that's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. It also looks cool when you go to the, like that's, we used to yeah. talk about that as like a big last, remember last gen, we were like, that's the coolest next gen thing about Assassin's Creed is that you can snap into the air now instantly. Mm-hmm. And like on this system, like it's really amazing to see graphically that happen. It's really cool. Yep. Yeah. It's just so- a photo mode feature now. It is totally photo mode. (laughs) Wait, it doesn't Uh, have photo mode, huh? No, it does. You you push in both uh, thumbsticks at the same time. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Well, I will say you can as soon as you take a video, it shows up in your Xbox app and your phone. We've talked about that on the show. Try that out. Mm -hmm. It's super cool. I don't know how to get screenshots yet, though. I was trying to figure that out today. All, so all you do is you just tap the share button, and it's just taking. I know how to take screenshots. I don't know how to get them to my phone though. Oh, that I don't know how to do. Yeah. yeah. I've never done yeah. that. It has like a media library for your videos. It, I think it has a cap because I know the PS app has um, a library for your capture as well. I believe the Xbox app does too. Yeah. Hmm. And you could share from there and all that fun stuff. And then Sam mentioned the dire wolf. Uh, I don't know if it's technically a dire wolf. It's a giant wolf that you can ride and it's amazing. It's one of the best parts of the game. And I don't, in open world games, I don't normally use like the horse or the vehicle. Really? No, because just running around and exploring and discovering stuff is kind of the whole. Things are the pretty thing. far apart. Yeah. Well, you know, well, I'll, I'll, fast travel. Yeah. You can also fast travel when I need to, but yeah. um, I like to run around. But as soon as I got the wolf, I'm riding the wolf everywhere. Riding the wolf. <laughs> well, I'm a horse guy, and I like in, in real life, so I really like just riding around. That's like my joy of exploration games. Sometimes is just riding through fields and riding on roads and looking around, spinning the camera. So I do like that. But boy, the wolf is great, and I just found out it's a. That wolf that we all have is because we pre-ordered it, which is now really disappointing. Mm-hmm. Not everybody will be, get to experience the wolf. So I will try, vow, I vow that my wiki page about the wolf, which I've already created, uh, will have information about how everybody can get a wolf if it's possible, which I don't know yet. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe in the they'll Helix make it available credits sometime, or something. Yeah, sometime down the line. Yep. Make it available. Um, anyway, I think we're all enjoying Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice to have another. Uh, I, you know, I say it's nice to have another Assassin's Creed game right after I said this doesn't need to be an Assassin's Creed game. So, <laughs> Damon, will you have to rebuy it on PS5? No, because the the you know the PS5 is backwards compatible. Okay, so I'll have that. Yeah. And that brings us to video game twenty questions. Definitely, this week comes Ian in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Nice. I haven't been on this. Let podcast, the questioning begin. I haven't been on this podcast since like the pandemic. I don't think I. I'm so rusty at this. So, Mark, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Remember, the point of this game is to win, and we're really mad if we don't. 
Oh, cool. Okay. Got it. Yeah, just remember, it's not about having fun or being entertaining or making sure the audience is taken care of. It's about winning. At least in the last 20 minutes or however long it takes. Yeah, and if you're seen as the weak link, then it's really bad. So just remember that, too. So on that note... Is it Summoner? How mean would that be? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would call that misleading. Thank you. Can we mention it? Yes. Want my money back? Um, is this game part of a franchise? Uh. Yeah. Uh oh. Oh boy. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. It's a it's a laughable franchise, guys. Yeah. Keep that in mind. <laughs> it's it's going to be Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's prototype. Do you guys still do the uh, the year question? Did we of ban course. that question yet? No, or? no, okay. we're good. That's uh, let's one. let's see what's a good one. Okay, so let's say January first. Does this game come out after January first? Uh, let's say two thousand. No. Oh, damn out. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> the Sam special. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's it. We're good. You good? You got this. <laughs> um, did this come out before nineteen ninety? Yes. <laughs> okay. Is this an arcade game? No. Oh. Wait, before 1990? Mm-hmm. Mark Medina was barely out before 1990. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> That's a stupid thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's content. There you go. Um, is it a licensed game? Uh, you're breaking a 90s thing. Oh, you're is it a licensed game? Yes, it is a licensed game. That's five. It's a licensed game, part of a series before 1990. Is the series Mm. still active? Yes. Ooh. (gasps) What license is still active? Oh, wait, that's a license. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Did this appear on the NES? Yes. Mm. Maybe a a superhero game? Like, Like the Batman? Stuff is like this that. based on a uh, um, a comic book series? No. I tried to help. <laughs> hey, would you describe Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a comic book series? Mm-hmm. Okay. But I, yeah, yes. Good. No, I just wanted to make sure because I was thinking, I was leaning turtles for a second there. <clears throat> um, what, you don't like leaning turtles? Sex is hilarious. <laughs> Flip, flipping turtles? <laughs> yeah. Um, they flipped so high in that game. Uh, is this based on a, uh, a, a movie? No. TV show? Yes, that's 10. Okay. So there's some dumb TV show games. We got Adam's the Family Simpsons. and Gilligan's Island, Simpsons. That's a good one. But are any of those active anymore? Well, yeah, so that's, that's the thing that's getting me. As Tina yeah. said, are any of these active, right? That was the question? Yeah. Well, as game series or as as the entertainment series, though, right? (gasps) Well, I meant meant game series, of course, right, Damon? You interpreted that question as game series. Uh, How about this? Both both works. Both work. Okay, okay. Both are still active. What what game is still active that's a TV show from the 80s? G.I. Joe. Home Improvement. Oh, yeah. Improvement the game. Home Improvement came out for SNES. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, Also, not Joe anymore. It could be G.I. Joe, though. Is yeah. the, the G.I. Joe's show still active? Sure. You gotta assume know. in one, is one there way or a, another. Is this based on a, a kid's cartoon? No. Mm. What? Dude, hey, what? A TV Should we go down Start? the genre path? Or? Is, 
Uh, is this based on a sci-fi show? No. Wow. Okay, so it's not Star Trek because there's a bunch of Star Trek games. What did no. you What you ask, Tina? Uh, I was saying, should we go down the genre path? Because yeah, that's that's. A, <laughs> and as I started doing it, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, um, and it's, it, you said not kids' cartoon. Is The Simpsons a kids' cartoon? No. Yeah, I, I don't know if he'd classify it as that. I think that's an adult cartoon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this based on a cartoon? No. <laughs> Yike. <laughs> uh, we got, how many six. left do we have? One and, a, and an answer? Six, seven questions and a guess. Oh, yeah. I thought we just so had a, that It's one a game. live action TV show from the 80s that had a game, and the TV oh. show is still active. Could be. Uh, it's Karate Kid. <gasps> it is Karate Kid because Damon is watching Cobra Kai on Netflix. Yeah, that's true. So we all are. That's the. Did you know yeah. that? That's that's the cheat. Um, because there's is a Karate, there a karate kid, kid, game. kid game. There's a Karate Kid game. It's really stupid. You can. A it, has a, it, has a, it has a mode with chopsticks where you catch the fly with the chopsticks. Uh-huh. Also, Damon then, has a cheeky ass smile on yeah, his face. It's, it's made by LJN. <laughs> it's from a live action thing. That has a TV show and a movie, but not necessarily, you know, a cartoon for kids or anything. Oh, it's definitely that then. What's yeah. the game, though? I don't even know. It's what called The Karate just... Kid. Oh, okay. Is, uh, but is there, are, there's is a this, series of Karate game... Kid games and there's just one. one. Is this well, game no, it's not based that, then. on Karate? Uh, oh, no, sorry. Game... Sorry. There's a Cobra Kai game that's new. And the w- reason I know that is because I was searching it on. I can't remember. It was on Switch. I saw there's a Cobra Kai game on Switch. Isn't that crazy? Does, does this game have anything to do with karate? We know it's a karate game. That's, it's hilarious that it checks all the boxes, but oh. no. Oh. <clears throat> Wait, I, really? I, we, I, I, feel, I feel robbed that we can't trust in the Damon smirk anymore. I don't know how to feel. Because he's just happy monitor. that it checks all the boxes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wow. Um, so like an so, honorary win just off that. What's that? Yeah. Back to square um, one. So yeah, I'm thinking Did this game. Come oh, out oh, before? Oh, uh, there's there's a, a, a for Alex Trebek's death. There's Jeopardy. <gasps> was there a recent Jeopardy game, though? Sure. Oh, there definitely was because uh, my wife produces the new games. And oh. I'm pretty sure it was on the list last, uh, last month. Is this uh, based on a game show? Is this based on a game show? Yes. Ooh. Oh, there we go. There we go. So we got Wheel uh, of Fortune, Jeopardy, and uh, and Double Dare. <laughs> There's a few others. Okay. Um, has uh, the uh, has the host of said game show been in unfortunate recent headlines? Unfortunately, yes. Okay. Hold on, hold on, guys. Let's narrow this down. Is the thinking music for this game like? Is it is it iconic? Yeah. Okay. All right, Mark. I want to get yeah, this into your questions. All right. <laughs> just to figure this All out, right, guys. Damon. Damon. No. What, what is the NES game Jeopardy? That's correct. That's correct. Nice. And nice. nice. Oh, I like that. Nicely done. Yes. Uh, uh, that was suggested by Ian from Saskatoon uh, in honor of the late, great Aww. Alex Trebek. And that's um, a really good one. I love the yeah. time. That's a good ones. one. But that's crazy that Karate Kid also checks all those boxes. <laughs> <It's wild. laughs> yeah, I just saw there's a Cobra Kai game. Should we try it? There is a Wait, Cobra but, Kai game. That's, but Karate Kid didn't same- start... As a TV show, yeah, that's a that's that's yeah, a that's true. We, we mm. that's true. Yeah, that is a good. But if point. we say it's based on a TV show, who knows? Yeah, and then it's not. It's based on a movie series. Yeah. Yep. How, good we, thing how, Gina are was we here. all? Yeah. Good thing. <laughs> are Are we all caught up on Cobra Kai? By the way, 
Yeah. No. I've never you, watched it. <laughs> it's so good, Mark. Uh, Mark I'm waiting. So good. I'm waiting for my brother because it is the one TV show a decade. You know, the one, the rare opportunity. So I've been waiting to watch the rest of it with him. <laughs> Where are you at? Do you know? Uh, yeah, the start of the second season. So I think I watched Ooh. like the first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how much of a role Coors plays as a supporting actor. <laughs> <laughs> I like a one time, like, uh, the what's the main kid's name? He's like, can I get you a banquet? Because <laughs> they're called yeah, banquet yeah, beers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's really cute. <laughs> He's oh, like, no, I don't want one. <laughs> the show is amazing. No, Tina, no spoilers, but there's an, an amazing fight scene in season two. Ooh, can't uh, wait. Yeah, I mean, there's... It's 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 so good. Sam, are you are you still like on board at, after the end of season two? Yeah, and like this season three is in January. I know. Yeah, mm, yeah, it's really exciting. And like they're they're they they keep on bringing back more '80s characters, and they're teasing some now, and it's it's really cool. Yeah, it's great. Mark, you should totally watch it. Well, so here's the question, and I, uh, you know, you're about to learn something about me that none of you knew, but I haven't seen a lot of yeah, movies yeah, from yeah. the '80s. <laughs> So would I enjoy this show? Oh, I, thought I, gonna, I thought you were going to say you were karate. I haven't seen a lot of movies. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, sure. That's, that's the running internal joke, though. Exactly. And so I guess the question is, is like, what will I care about this if I've never seen a Karate Kid movie? Well, I'll just watch the original Karate Kid, which is also on Netflix. That's true. It, and it still holds up. So. It's a two hour yeah, prequel. It's, so, yeah. it's, a totally, it's totally good. You know what, though, Mark? They use yeah. all of the same actors. They refer to scenes that you watch in like, the original Karate Kid movie, yeah. but they they show them in a different light. Yeah. And the reads they do are, are totally accurate. You're like, oh, I can see how this person might be kind of a dick. And the so whole definitely premise, like you gotta watch the movie. The whole yeah. premise is a little fan servicey because it's like, oh, you know, oh, yeah. was who was the real villain and who was the real hero. So like even mm -hmm. the the kickoff of the show has to do with that. So while I'm sure you could watch the show without the movies, you would really be not doing yourself. Service. Missing out on some, some nuance. Got yeah, it. Yeah, as, yeah. as Daniel's wife says to another woman at some point, oh, they have warring karate dojos. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> they have warring karate dojos. Oh my God. I love, I think about it all the time. I can't wait for season two. <laughs> Me too. I was so excited every night uh, to catch up on that show. And now I'm, I'm sad that we have to wait a little bit longer, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> That's been your Cobra scoop for this week. Mm -hmm. We did it. Cobra scoop. Uh, that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. We'll be able to talk more about PlayStation five. Let me check. Uh, let me check my order delivery one more time. See if it's anywhere near to being delivered. It's been out deliver for delivery since 7 a.m. And now it's almost 4 p.m. Amazon oh, normally yeah. does that thing where they're like, it's 10 stops away. They didn't do that for yeah. me. It, it just oh, showed up. I haven't seen that before. Yeah. And it's do so that weird. Like next. Whoa, that's cool. That's every, helpful. every, uh, yeah, it'll like show you a map and it'll show you where they are. Mm -hmm. Um, every, oh, they, they don't want to be robbed of it. You're right. The Series yeah. X I had to sign for. I, I have two of them and, and the Series S, and I had to sign for them, but PS5, they just dropped them off. They didn't care. <laughs> they dropped both of them off at mine. <laughs> Yeah, they, 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 they just, just left at your front door. That's what they yeah. did to mine too. And I yeah. heard the PlayStation wow. box does not have an outer box. Oh, no, mine, mine came in an outer box. box. Yeah, man, I got a warning from Target that was like, "You got your your outer box is going to just be the PlayStation box." Wow. Like, we're just slapping a stamp on it. Well, it's nice that they told oh. you. Yeah, I guess so. No, mine were both in cardboard. Uh, well, dear dear viewers and listeners, if you got an Xbox Series and or a PlayStation Five this week, uh, we hope you have a lot of fun playing yeah. with your 
new toys this weekend. Uh, that's what we're going to be doing. We'll be able to talk more about PS5 next week. Uh, but that's all the scoops that we have for you this week. Mark, thank you for sitting in with us this episode. Always a pleasure. No thank you to thank you to Tina. Thank you, Sam. Thank you to Borba working behind the scenes. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop, and we're out. <laughs>
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.